it's not up to him. Right. It's only me out there competing, me out there wrestling. Right. So it's not up to anyone except for me to do this. Again, I appreciate that that happened because now I can go out there and just compete. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wrestle Her podcast. I am your host, Jessica Brenton, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Miss Lauren Louise. She is a U.S. Open national champion and a 2024 Olympic hopeful. So thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you here. Um, so for starters, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? I started wrestling eighth grade. Okay. So I'm from Ohio, Maslin, Ohio, originally started wrestling eighth grade on the boys team, um, wrestled all through high school, wrestled in college at the University of the Cumberlands, and then... Uh, after Cumberland's, I coached there for a couple years, grad assistant. And then I went to the University of Iowa and I was in the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. And then on to Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center. And I am now training at Ben Askren's in Wisconsin, Wisconsin at the AWA. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what got you started in wrestling? My little brother. Well, it, so it was a combination of stuff. So okay. one, my little brother did youth wrestling. So he would come home and he would attack me and just show all his new moves because that he would be so excited to show my they parents. Do that. Yes. <laughs> I'm guessing you you have a couple of brothers, oh, yeah. so you probably know how it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he would show all his new moves on me and I needed to defend myself. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I understand that also. <laughs> and then number two, I loved running. So track and cross country, I loved, love, love to run. And I was like, oh, in middle school, I was like, I need a, a sport that is going to keep me in shape in the winter. And my options were basketball or wrestling. So I went out for the basketball team first, actually. Mm -hmm. And the basketball coach was like, if you don't know how to dribble a ball, they kind of made a joke. And they're like, if you don't know how to dribble a ball, you should just leave right now. And I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played basketball before. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the wrestling meeting. I was like, hey, can I wrestle? And they're like, sure. You know, wrestling takes anyone. Yeah. So yeah. anyone and everyone welcoming. Nice. So yeah, I've wrestled. So mental focus is a pretty big thing in wrestling. So how are ways that you stay mentally focused? Good question. <laughs> so uh, a couple different ways. Um, a, I have been not focused before, so I learned the hard way how important fo focus is, as mm -hmm. I'm sure a, a lot of people do, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I remember before, like, just being in matches, and I could hear the people in the stands, like, mm -hmm. talking, or, like, I was, like, paying attention to the guy eating popcorn, <laughs> you know, on the fifth row, while I'm wrestling. Yeah. Which is, like, if you're paying attention to that, you're not focused and no. present in the moment and what you need to be doing. Right. Yeah. Um, so I realized, like, hey, this is a problem, and I need to change this. And um, I actually do work with a mindset coach now. Okay. And um, he has taught me skills to overcome things like that. And dr we've done drills um, to help me stay focused and present, like, in the moment. And I think it's been extremely helpful. And you can – it's helpful with everyday life, too. And um, just being able to practice those things outside the mat help transfer to on – the mat as well um so i think yeah mental focus is huge and getting enough sleep you know mm -hmm. i found like if i don't sleep enough then like it's really hard to like think mm -hmm. you know so especially like the night before a tournament right and when you're all anxious and nervous and excited yeah. like it's really hard to sleep the night before a tournament right but i also know if i don't get that good sleep then it's gonna be harder to think the next day yeah and, and stay focused in the match right so i think doing the drills getting enough sleep 
the night before and um, just really recognizing the importance of focus and not just in competition, but also in practice. Mm -hmm. And so like while you're practicing the focus and intention of like particular moves is, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. How focused are your workouts? How intentional are your workouts? Are you just going through the motions? Right. Love it. How long have you been working with that coach? Maybe five or six years now. Okay. Yeah. So his name's Mike Gillette. Okay. And uh, he does, uh, he's mind boss. So if you can check him out on social media. Where is he from? Uh, Iowa. Okay. I don't know if, no, he's from Las Vegas, but I we met in Iowa. Okay. And that's where he's based out of now? Uh, he, I'm not sure where he's out of now. Uh, we just speak on the phone. Okay. Yeah. But gotcha. we used to meet in person when I lived in Iowa. Gotcha. So you're in town for uh, the Wyoming Amateur Wrestling Association Women's Wrestling Camp. Um, I brought you in as a clinician. This is your second time at camp. How are you liking camp? I love it. I love coming to Wyoming. Yes, <laughs> yes. I do. I I'm do. sorry we can't take you out into the <laughs> wilderness <laughs> no, this it's time. Okay. It's okay. I do love the Cowboy State though. So uh, I'm having a great time. The girls are super awesome. Um, it's been a fun camp. We've got today one more one more day one left more of day. camp. Yeah. Yes. So I'm excited um, for everything that we've got planned today. Um, but no, camp has been great. The girls have been super hardworking and very focused. Yes. We talked about focus at practice and um, yeah, they've been going doing great. Good. Um, what is your favorite part about camp so far? Ooh, my favorite. Well, there's a lot of good stuff we did. Um, I do love like just the camaraderie of working with the girls and I love yeah. seeing everyone come together. So like the first day there are people who don't know each other you know? Yeah. And uh, a lot of the girls do know each other, but the ones that don't, there's some like shy and awkwardness. And then I love like by like the end of the first day, the second day, just being able to see that connection yeah. and the girls starting to come together and work together on things. So I, I really like that. But activity wise, I did like the fights last night. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. Uh, and the karaokeing the night before, <laughs> the karaoke, watching all the girls and you <laughs> yeah. get up in karaoke. It was great. <laughs> yeah. We've definitely done some good bonding time for it was. sure. Very supportive group. Mm -hmm. Um, So speaking of support, uh, growing up, how did you find support or did you have to support yourself? Um, Who believed in you throughout your wrestling journey? My family has always been very supportive. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I expected sometimes we think we think that support should be one way. And it's not always the way that we expect it. Mm -hmm. You know, so my my parents supported me. in ways that they believe that they were supporting in me, you know? And yeah. and so they did support me, right? Right. But for me, sometimes, um, you know, people say things that offend you sometimes, yes. you know? And I tell a story about a time when my dad offended me, you know? Yeah. And I realized that was him supporting me the best way he knew how. Yeah. But I took offense to it because I mistook his his support for a lack of support. Right. And so I, at the time, I didn't see that as, as support, right? Yeah. Now I understand that that was his way of wanting me to be close to him. So to go into that story, um, I basically talk about how I competed at uh, a big international tournament in New York um, City. And I lost. I went to an out. And I was, like, all excited about, like, oh, this is the chance I get to show everyone who I am. I'm going to perform on a big stage. I'm going to do really well, win the tournament. And you know, all the things that you want, right? All the success comes that that's what you hope for. And I went out and I went to and out of this tournament. Mm -hmm. And so I called my dad just to hear him 
you know, basically wanted to pick me up. Like, right. man, I love you so much. You're my favorite kid. Like that's, you know, I just wanted to hear my dad tell me how much he cared about me. And right. he actually asked me, Hey, when are you going to be done with this thing? Like, when are you going to quit? And I was like, like shot to the heart. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I, I took that again as a lack of support. Right. Like, what? My own dad doesn't believe in me. Right. My own dad doesn't believe I can get this done. And um, so I was offended in the moment. Now I realize that he like just wanted me to move home and be closer to him yeah, and, you know, right. and all that. But anyway, um, in that moment, what I realized is like, and I'm really thankful that that happened because I realized the only person that has to believe in me is me. Yeah. And that was like really empowering just because I was like, wow, it's up to me. Even if my dad did support me, well, he, okay, he does. But even even if he did, like in that moment, believe that I could do this, mm-hmm. it's not up to him. Right. It's only me out there competing, me out there wrestling. Right. So it's not up to anyone except for me to do this. And and uh, again, I appreciate that that happened because now I can go out there and just compete. Yeah. Um, for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And the other part of um, where my support comes from is so I am a woman of faith. Mm-hmm. So God. Yeah. So just my time spending with God and realizing that, you know, it's through him that all things are possible. I love that you said, um, you know, you got to believe in yourself. Um, You look for support through a lot of people that, you know, you think are going to support you and you want to hear the words that you are hoping to hear. But, you know, you some people can only meet you as far as they know how to meet you. And that's something that we have to learn and accept. And wrestling is so individual and so on yourself that you do need to get build yourself up and have support for yourself and learn how to mentally be there for yourself. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people to learn. So I love that you said that. Going on to setbacks and injuries. Um, I know you've had a few injuries and setbacks and, you know, didn't perform how you wanted to perform in some cases. Um, how do you stay positive and keep pushing forward after that stuff? Injuries are not fun no. and it is a part of the sport. Unfortunately, you know, it's not something that we, we want to, I want to say acknowledge, but it's something that we want. We don't, we're like, Oh yeah. If it happens, mm. it's almost like, well, when, Right. You know, it's almost like bound to happen, whether it's a major surgery or if it's like, you know, a sprain or a tweak, just dealing with those are, yeah. I mean, it is part of it. So learning how to deal with it, learning how to prevent them as best as possible um, and just doing like, I'm going to say maintenance, but like just doing maintenance along the way. Yeah. But yeah, keeping your mind, I mean, your mind's a very, very powerful thing. Yes. Yeah. So just like keeping your mind focused, focused on the things that are important and so kind of just always checking in with yourself and, you know, what's important in this moment. Right. You know, even though, you know, maybe you had just went through a major surgery, you know, maybe, maybe you just had shoulder surgery, maybe you just had knee surgery, maybe you're dealing with a concussion. So when that happens, what's the most important thing in this moment? Like, what can I control about this moment? Well, yeah. I can't control that that happened to me, right. but I can control what I do moving forward. So how do I need to handle this injury? Well, I need to go to rehab, Mm -hmm. you know, while I need to stay focused on my goals. Maybe I need to reset my goals. Maybe the long-term goal is to make 
you know, the 2024 Olympic team, or maybe it's made to make nationals or to win a state title. But so staying focused on those goals and then recognizing where you're at. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just had surgery yesterday, yeah. so I'm clearly not going to go out and wrestle, right. you know, but to a lot of people practice. do try to do that yes. and push themselves and, you know, they don't take care of their bodies. And I think that's something important that a lot of people need to realize is they can only go as far as their body will let them go. Yes. And if they are injured or they are hurt and they do try to go out there too soon it's just going to progress their you know wait time before they can get back out there or hurt them further so I think yes keeping that mindset keeping that positive mindset and knowing what you have to do for your body and listening to your body is very important in that aspect for sure absolutely and knowing and I mean as wrestlers we're taught to like keep pushing through yeah and I think there's a balance to that. Yes. So you have to know yourself right. to know where you're at in that balance um, wheel. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to know, okay, what end of the end of the spectrum am I on? Like, am I the person that's like, you know, a lot of little tweaks and bumps and bruises bother me? If that's so, yeah, you you probably can push through some a lot of things. Right. You know, and, and again, we can push through a lot of things. Our bodies, you know, are, we're strong, we're yeah. powerful. You know, right. it's usually our mind that we have to push through. Right. But also recognizing, like, I need to take care of myself so I could push through this, but should I? Right. And so also then recognizing, like, how much of this can I gauge? Yes. Like, how much to push through, when to pull back. Yes. Yeah. And and that's what coaches are for. Right. You know, the coaches are the ones that can help us help us see that. Yeah. So if you can't see it for yourself, talk to your coach. Yeah, exactly. I'll Always growing up, my coaches would be like, are you hurt or are you injured? Yes. You know, did you, you know bonk your head? Did you, you know, stub your toe on the mat? Are you hurt? Are you injured? If you're injured, we need to sit you out. We need to go to a trainer. We need to get you looked at. Are you hurt? And it just hurts for the moment. Can you push through it? Yes. So I think that's something that you got to decipher in your own mind and also see if, what your coaches have to say for sure and listen to your coaches. Absolutely. Try to not be tougher than you are. I know you're tough mentally, but your body sometimes isn't as tough as your mind, but, and then vice versa. Yes. So you got to figure out what line you're on on there. And those rehab exercises too. Yeah. People overlook those and they're like, ah, that's not doing anything. Or they, you know, a lot of times like people overlook those. I know I did. Yeah. You know, until, you know, a couple surgeries in, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I should really pay attention <laughs> to, to this physical therapy thing. I think, uh, I think this is important. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Rehabbing your body and taking care of your body and you know, icing your body and massage and stretching is just also important. So yes. you got to, train hard but you also need to take care of after the training is done or before the training it starts absolutely you've been training um you're trying to go to the 2024 olympics so um what does your pre-competition warm-up for something like that look like so it has changed over time okay so um when i was training um at the olympic training center it was pretty um regimented okay so and we were all kind of on a similar warm up, right? And so, like, it's pretty regimented. Like, it's like, I'm going to get the time wrong now, but I think it's like 26 minutes long or 28 minutes long or something like that. But it's like, um, stance in motion for um, three 30 second goes, you know, um, down blocks for two 30 second goes, and you're rotating with a partner, you know, so it was mm -hmm. really regimented and you had everything mapped out down to your water breaks and, and what they were, you know. And um, so, it was, it was really, really set on all the things that I was working. And I've realized that that like at, at that time it worked well for me. Yeah. And it was like, it was helpful to know like this is my pre-competition warm up, and it's the same going in every single time. Mm -hmm. 
And now, um, since I've changed locations and I've been training um, with Ben Askren, we work positions. Mm -hmm. So what positions are important for me going into this competition? What is it that I need to, the emphasis on focus, what is it that I need to focus on going into this competition? And those are the positions that I review before I compete. Um, So it has changed a little bit Mm -hmm. from like a different type of focus to another type of focus, Okay, you know? And so being pretty like precise, like this is exactly what I'm doing every single time too. Okay. The positions may change depending upon the match, depending upon the opponent, depending upon where I am in my wrestling. Yeah. And I think being adaptable is important. Um, especially for me, you know, I used to be pretty stubborn. Yeah. I, I still kind of am. <laughs> so I feel like that's the life of a wrestler. Yeah, 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 that's true. Okay. But I don't think it can be a bad thing. No. It, it can be a bad thing. Yes. But it, <laughs> it can be a bad yeah. thing, but it can also be beneficial if yes. we use it in the right way. Right. And so I'm like, I'm not stubborn. I'm resilient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Thank is, you. Yeah. So I, I think that if we use that, that um, stubbornness, that resiliency in the correct way, it can benefit us. Yeah. But also being able to be um, movable there yeah. and fluid and in our mindset in the way that we do things. Yeah. Uh, and, and that coming down to the, the pre-match um, warm up as well. And, and to go with that too, like, just like over time, like I'm sure your music choices have changed. Oh yeah. Just over time. Yeah. Right. And I know mine has too before competition. Mm-hmm. So like before competition, I used to need to like, ah, yeah, crazy, same. So, yeah, yeah. So like down with the sickness yeah, music, just, right. to, ah, you know, crazy stuff to like lift me up. Even though my heart rate was already through the roof, right, yeah. I didn't realize I needed to calm myself down. Yeah. So then over time, my music preferences before competition have changed just because I'm like, Oh, actually, I'd rather be more calm and yeah. focused going into a match. So I, maybe I need to tone that down a bit. Right. Did <laughs> yeah, you find strange. that your music choices were different when you wrestled a boy compared to a girl? No. Or your warm up was different? Did you find that different at all? No, because uh, I guess kind of when I, because I wrestled boys all through middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And once I got to uh, college, it was all girls. Okay. So I didn't compete. Uh, there's not a time where I really mixed them. Okay. So I wasn't going back and forth to wrestling a boy versus wrestling a girl. Yeah. It was like I wrestled the boys up until college yeah. and then it was all girls after that. Yeah. So maybe if I had been switching back and forth between wrestling boys and girls, but yeah, I didn't. It was all the same. Yeah. Thinking about uh, wrestling girls and boys, did you have to stay at a lower weight to wrestle boys? Did you have to diet differently to wrestle boys compared to girls or did you just wrestle what you wanted to wrestle the whole time? When I was in high school, I, I mean... I cut yeah. <laughs> what I thought was cutting, you know, yeah. it really was, it really wasn't that yeah. much. It was like, it was like three or four pounds. Okay. Really. It was not, that's not just, yeah. Yeah, that's just eating healthy basically, yeah. you know, but I didn't know what I was doing. Right. So I thought I was cutting, Yeah, you know, it's like did all the wrong things, like starving myself, yep. you know, and like not eating, like, um, eating just salt crack, saltine crackers <laughs> yeah. and water. I don't know why I thought that would work. Yeah. Um, you know, so I did all the wrong things things to make weight before uh, yeah so when i wrestled the boys i wrestled 125 uh-huh. and 130 i think 130 was the heaviest i wrestled in high school yeah same yeah and then so that's like it's like decent like you're yeah. not like you know it's not a super super low weight but it's also not wrestling some of the big guys either right what do you do to prep for nutrition and what does your meals look like nowadays yeah so i think it's all about what works for you mm-hmm. so figuring out especially nutrition so i'm gonna say like 
like an individualized thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of aspects that come into it yeah. as far as like, you know, your mindset behind it. People don't think that, you know, mindset has anything to do with nutrition, but it does. Right. And again, knowing yourself well. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like I know, like if I don't have snacks with me on, at all times, yeah. I'm going to make bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> impulse, you know, impulse hunger. <laughs> yes. I basically can't let myself get hungry either. Yeah. So like I feed myself ahead of time. So okay. I don't let myself get to that point where I'm absolutely starving yeah. because I know I'll eat anything. Yeah. Like, I'm not really a picky eater. So I have to kind of make myself a picky eater because yeah. <laughs> I'll really eat anything. Like I, I don't care, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, so making myself be a picky eater by controlling what I can control about the situation, which is having food on me at all times. So like even when I go to practice, I keep like snacks in my bag. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I go somewhere, I have snacks now. <laughs> <laughs> so always keeping snacks on me just in case. Yeah. So I, I think that's been helpful. And then for me, I've been doing the macros. So like counting your macros? Yeah. So I found counting macros um, very helpful for me, uh-huh. but not a lot of people like that or you know some people don't like that just because it's like it's very uh like tedious yes 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 very tedious and you have to like stay on it mm-hmm. and i do still have trouble with counting macros while i travel yeah yeah traveling that's... is tough and trying to eat healthy while you're traveling and you know you have food triggers which if i found my food triggers if there's something for free I'm going to eat it. <laughs> no. <laughs> or, you know, if it's convenient and cheap, I'm probably going to buy it. And yes. It. Yeah. Um, it's not always the healthy choice. And healthy food is so expensive sometimes. So I yeah. think finding what triggers you yes. is a big important thing for me, especially. Everything works for different people. But that's what I found. Absolutely. Making healthy choices. So you have... Um, the Olympics coming up. Is there any other competitions that you're training for? Uh, are you, the U.S. Open will actually be in December this year. Okay. So Olympic trials will be in April, and then the U.S. Open will be in December. Okay. So and and where's that going to be? U.S. Open. It's usually in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen if they've changed the location, but it'll be in Vegas. Awesome. And then Olympic trials will be at Penn State. So that is always a fun tournament to go to. I love watching the U.S. Open and just seeing everybody on those big stages and, yeah. you know, watching everybody compete. It's really fun to watch. Um, so if you guys can tune in to watch that, they're really exciting to watch. Um, is there anything else you would like to add or say to any girls in the wrestling world? Just keep believing in yourself. And a decision I made early on is that I wasn't ever going to let anyone else make decisions for me. So whether that be a coach, a teammate, I wasn't ever going to quit because of someone else. Yeah. So I was going to keep going and I was going to make my own decisions. So if it was a decision for me to to stop wrestling because it was time to move on to something different or because I truly didn't enjoy the sport, that's fine. But I was never going to allow someone else to dictate what I chose to do. So believe in yourself and don't ever let anyone else decide for you. I love that. And I think that's, you know, the stubborn coming out, yes. which is a good thing, you know, because that does help you believe in yourself and you don't listen to haters, whatever they have to say about you. And you can just make your own mind up about it. So I love that you said that. Um, so we believe in Louise. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. It's great to have you. I hope you come back to Wyoming and I can show you the wilderness. Yes. <laughs> And thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you next time and you guys have a good day. I can't accept the loss, I'm hard-headed. There's a little bit of madness to my method. Many falling off that fine line that I'm treading. I risk anything to be great and I'm not letting nobody rob me of my victory.
victory. Number one, that's what I'm meant to be. When by any means, only thing that makes sense to me, I can make nice or make history.